Hello, my name is Cheryl G, and I would like to welcome you to the Emmaus of Bus podcast. This week, we will continue part two of a three-part series entitled Defeating the Subtle Attacks of the Enemy. So let's get started and begin this week's episode of Emmaus of Bus. The title of this week's episode is Don't Prove What Has Been Proven. We'll be reading from Matthew chapter four, verses five through seven. But first, let us pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you for your unwavering mercy and goodness towards us. You loved us so much that when we were yet sinners, you sent your only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. As we study your word today, speak into our hearts and illuminate your will and promises so that we can recognize the deception of the enemy. Also grant us boldness to share your word, the good news of the gospel, so others may be saved in Jesus' name. I humble myself right now, Lord. Only allow me to speak those words given to me by the Holy Spirit, not my words, just yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's read Matthew chapter 4, verses 5 through 7. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and settled him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in thy, their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. In today's text, Satan takes Jesus to the highest point in the city. He attacks Jesus' identity as the Son of God and tells him to cast himself down. As we discussed last week, the number one tactic of the enemy is getting you to question your identity in Christ Jesus. Not knowing who you are in Christ leaves you vulnerable to attack. When Satan begins with if, you must always follow up with I am. I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. I am a child of God. I'm an heir of God. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I'm accepted and beloved of God. Amen. The next tactic that we see Satan use is to try to get Jesus to respond to his words instead of God's words. He misquotes God's words to try to get Jesus to bow to his will instead of God's will. He tells Jesus to cast himself down from the pinnacle and allow the angels to rescue him. Jesus understood that what Satan was really asking him to do was to step out of God's provision. Jesus knew that to do that, this would be a work of the flesh designed to have God prove his faithfulness. So Jesus responds, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. When you look up the cross references for the word tempt, it leads you to passages about the Israelites and them tempting God in the wilderness. Let's turn to Psalms 95 verses 8 through 9. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation because I believe it captures why tempting God in this way is sinful. The verses read, the Lord said, don't harden your hearts as Israel did at Meribah, as they did at Massa in the wilderness. For there your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw everything I did. 
The Israelites wanted God to prove himself further, even though they had experienced him delivering them from bondage in Egypt and, and um, helping them to cross the Red Sea. This was an insult to God's faithfulness and love for them. Why would he stop being good to them if he went to such extremes to deliver them? This mirrors a passage in 2 Samuel where David uh, ordered a census of his army be taken before a battle. After the census was completed, David did not feel right because he remembered that God had already proven himself to be faithful by enabling him to beat the lion, the bear, and Goliath, the giant. In other words, it's wrong to prove what has been proven. Either you believe in God's consistent provision or you do not. You must choose to believe the best about God and his intentions for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 reminds us of this fact. It reads, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. This is why we must ask God if it's his will for, for us to put ourselves in harm's way or is it just us wanting to prove God. We must ask if this act um, is an act of obedience or is an act of our own will. In our present climate, I believe that the church must ask themselves, am I engaging in certain behaviors or activities out of obedience to God's will or to make God prove himself when he has already proven himself to be faithful? Jesus knew that a greater victory was ahead on the cross. We were who he came to save. He knew that Satan was manipulating the use of Psalm 91. The original passage reads, um, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. The angels then protect those who have made the Lord their habitation. The word habitation can refer to either God's tabernacle, a man's home, or an animal's den or lair in the physical, but it also denotes a more abstract meaning of a place of refuge or a dwelling place. Habitation is then a place of rest where you commune with God safe under his wings. We enter this habitation when we come to Jesus. Also, Jesus knew that if he stood up to the temptation and did not bow to Satan, the angels were going to minister to him anyway as they did after he was tempted because he was already in the Lord's habitation. He would not have uh, gained dust if he jumped at Satan's command to prove God's faithfulness. Today, I would like to pray that in the coming days that the Holy Spirit will reveal to us what it means to be in Christ and in God's habitation. Pray these words with me. Heavenly Father, reveal to us fully what it means to be in your rest and habitation. Lord, teach us how to surrender to your rest. Let us take comfort in knowing that you are God and reign sovereign in our lives. Nothing occurs on your watch that can overtake us. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for listening to the Amaya Bus podcast. You can hear more messages at either 
mayasorbus.com or at Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. You can also purchase my book entitled Emmaus or Bus at emmaisabus.com. Join me next week for part three of this series entitled Defeating the Subtle Attacks of the Enemy. Have a blessed week.